Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast, a place where you will feel encouraged by hearing God's stories from my friends that I share with you. Whether you're listening on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or needing a boost of encouragement after a full day, I want for you to feel seen by God, to be encouraged in your daily life, and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Well, last time we were together, you heard from my friend Lynn Lyle, who encouraged us that God's got this. And in these really interesting days that we're living in throughout the COVID-19 virus, it is so encouraging to hear that we are not alone, that God is still on the throne. He is not wringing his hands and that he is in control. So to be encouraged by listening to Lynn's story of walking through cancer as a five-year-old and because of that losing her arm a few years ago, you can listen one episode back. Because we are all sheltering at home, I was able to continue with the podcast and interview Beth McCord, and that's who I am having my conversation with today. So she is an Enneagram expert, a coach. You may have seen her live or have seen her on Instagram or read one of her and her her husband's books from their online ministry called Your Enneagram Coach. I asked Beth a lot, but I asked her specifically to share how she started using the Enneagram in her own life as a young wife and mother. And Beth shares each type's core longings that you will get a lot out of. And she shares a word picture about a cistern that I don't think I'll ever forget. So here is my conversation with Beth. Well, welcome to the podcast, Beth. Thanks. Yeah, I love being here. This is going to be great. We are uh, on Zoom and we are walking through some really difficult and different days um, with the COVID-19 virus that we're walking yeah. through. So how are you doing in Franklin? Yeah, you know, we're doing actually really good. It's, I mean, I'm just looking out the window right now and it's a beautiful sunny day. So that makes us all much happier because we can like get out, go on a walk. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's definitely a weird confusing season. And I think what I noticed the most is how much fluctuation within my own personality happens in any given day, Mm -hmm. more so than I think probably, you know, before COVID-19. Because, you know, before we're all just going about our day and like, you're just living life and you don't really even know that there's so much change necessarily happening within yourself. But now that everything's slowed down and there's so much anxiety or concern and all the things that are happening in stress, you can really just see that shift with inside yourself. Mm-hmm. If you take notice, um, which on one side is very helpful, but it's also exhausting because there's so much happening, even though mm-hmm. at the same time, there's nothing happening. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of the both. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I've seen. I just, uh, kind of the appreciation of noticing, um, how this all works with inside me and, and the path of growth, um, which is always hard, but this mm. is a great season to really work on that. That's as you were saying, I was thinking about growth and things like that and how we're noticing things. And I literally went outside the other day and I would have never noticed this, but there was, <laughs> there was a little plant coming out of the ground. I'm like, oh, a green plant. You know, right. I usually yes. wouldn't have recognized that. And now I'm like, 
noticing it, you know? Yes. So I yes. can't wait to talk with you a little bit more about um, how this has affected things, uh, how COVID-19 has affected our personalities. And, mm-hmm. um, but before we get started, will you introduce yourself to mm-hmm. all of those listeners out there that um, want to know a little bit more about you, just your family and what you do kind of day to day? Yeah. Um, so I'm Beth McCord, as you said. Um, I'm married to Jeff for uh, 25 years next month. Um, we got married when we were 20 and had two kids by the age of 25. Okay. We have uh, Nate, who is 21, and Libby, who is almost 20. Um, they're both here with us because of COVID-19. And it's been a really sweet season just being together because um, Libby will actually be moving out after this. And then, of course, Nate's been away at college. Libby's been doing a college here in town. So she's been staying at home. So this is kind of like probably in some sense, our last two rods of family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just been a, a sweet season being together um, with them. And uh, let's see. So yeah, we live in Nashville, Tennessee, or in Franklin, just outside it. And Jeff has been a pastor for about 20 years or in the ministry. And about a year ago, he stepped away from that to work full time with us at your Enneagram coach. And so at your Enneagram coach, we have a mission that we are here to help people to see themselves with astonishing clarity so that they can break free from self-condemnation, fear, and shame by knowing and experiencing the unconditional love, forgiveness, and freedom in Christ. And so that's really what our goal is. And we use the tool of the Enneagram as, you know, kind of to assist in that, but it isn't the thing that fixes us. It's kind of like an x-ray. An x-ray shows you what's not broken, what is broken, but it doesn't heal you. That's kind Mm -hmm. of the Enneagram. It's the gospel that heals us. And so we're always constantly using whatever tool to then show us our real hope, which is in Christ. Mm. I was going to say how encouraging it is that y'all are out there doing this, that it is from a gospel perspective. It is what does, how does the Enneagram, how can that be used in your life as believers in Christ and how, like you said, it's the gospel that frees us, but we can use tools like the Enneagram. So I love that so much. And I love that that is your mission. I want to quote you a little bit and I want to go back about a little over 17 years before you started diving into the Enneagram and all the things. It was actually a helpful tool for you. And it was when you were at a a desperate time. So um, I read that you wrote on your blog that on the outside, everything as a pastor's wife, as a young wife, as a young mom, everything looked fine on the outside, but on the inside, you were in just shambles. Mm -hmm. And so tell me what you were feeling, you know, as a pastor's wife, walking through that, feeling like the inside, you didn't know how you were going to go through just the day, day to day. Mm -hmm. So tell me what that was like for you. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to this, but they'll relate to it in their own personality style. But for me as a type nine, the common thread or common thinking is I'm not enough or I'm not a good enough wife or good enough mom. And then I'm looking to become that. And the way that we do that is by merging with other people's wants, desires, needs. Um, And, you know, the more you try to accommodate or please others, you'll never reach the end of that. You know, not because that other person is mean or rude or just has such high standards. It's they're human. 
there's the never ending desires they have. And as the nine trying to constantly please, whether it was my husband, my kids, the people in the church, there's the never ending need to keep going. And there's never an end in finding that bottom of, oh, I, I arrived, you know, mm. we're now good. Like I'm good. You're good. We're all fine. Um, yeah. And so you find yourself in this cycle that feels very discouraging and hopeless when your constant focus is on pleasing others or making others happy, which is what a nine would do, which is mm. me, mm. a type nine. Um, and so I felt constantly um not good enough you know that you know and and logically that's just not true i was doing a great job but i just felt like i was short of whatever standard or whatever expectation i thought there was out there mm. or i was putting on myself or i thought others expected of me and they may not have even said anything it was kind of this intuition i had or maybe how my upbringing was oh i need to be this kind of wife because society says this maybe my husband never said it so there's all mm. these expectations and i think especially in those early 20s maybe even early 30s we have a lot of these quote unquote rules that we're trying to live by or we think we need to live by to gain life and that's really where I was. Now, if you were to ask my husband at the time, he would have probably said, oh no, she's great, you know, or mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. But I just wasn't interpreting life that way. Or I would hear things that he would say and I would misconstrued them mm. and take them inside myself in a way that he wasn't necessarily meaning. And that's where I mean, like it just was quicksand. Like I kept falling deeper and deeper into my own thought processes that were like lies. They weren't truths. Mm. And so that's where the Enneagram helped me to reorient my mind in what God really says. Like it helped me to see how my mind is hardwired to think in a fleshly uh, lie way, like things that are not true. So we each, all of our types have these kind of core lies, these core thought processes that can really derail us. And they're always going to be there. So it's not like I figure this out and now I don't struggle yeah. with it. I struggle with it, you know, every day, like, yeah. but I can choose what I do with those thoughts. Now that I know that they're not helpful and they're not truth, I can choose how to deal with them. Um, and so that's where by learning about the Enneagram in uh, accordance with a Christian perspective, with the gospel, I have been more able to allow and ask the Holy Spirit to work in and through me to reorient my heart into what is actually true mm. and to surrender and allow him to work in and through me and then to walk that out by faith. Now that's all super hard to do. <laughs> So yeah. don't, I don't want anyone out there going, yeah. oh, there's a formula. No, there's not. A, like the, the formula is I cannot do this in my own strength because left to my own demise, left to my own efforts, I will constantly slip back into my own hardwiring thoughts that are lies and not the truth. Um, but that's where the gospel is so great because it frees us. It gives us the firm foundation, a, a footing to to go, yeah, it's not about me. It's about him. And he's already fixed it all. He's already completed it all. And though we're still on this side of heaven, there's still, you know, he's still working things out. There will be glorification at the end. And so there is hope um, that we can always rest in no matter what type we are and no matter what struggle we're in. Yeah. Well, and um, 
I love how that is when, the, I mean, and that, what, 17 years ago, the Enneagram, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, most of us had not heard of it. Oh, so right, tell yeah. me mm-hmm. how you were introduced to it and then where it led from there. Yeah. So Jeff and I, you know, we were, again, at this stage, about five to six years into our marriage. So for some people, you know, they're in their thirties or, you know, whatever. We Mm -hmm. were 26, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the two littles. Yeah. And not only did we not know about our own self, we didn't know each other. And so like, why are you doing that? Or what? That doesn't make any sense. You know, all those things. (laughs) Um, and so it just felt like a roller coaster ride, but we desperately loved each other. Like, mm. like we were so good for each other, but we were also so struggling and we couldn't understand why, like, how did this get like this? And I think yeah. a lot of us, you know, feel like that earlier, early on in marriage. And, um, so because we were struggling, we had a lot of uh, friends that were on the seminary campus that we were on. They were going through counseling programs, but we had one particular um, couple that they were going through counseling as well because they had a stillborn. And so they were going through their own grief counseling and their counselor showed them a book on the Enneagram from a Christian perspective. And they then said, Hey, you might be interested in this. And Jeff, my husband uh, flipped through it and really was, you know, like, interested in it, intrigued by it, but he had, you know, full studies and a part-time job. So he just kind of glanced at it, but didn't really dive into it. I, on the other hand, devoured it and continued in that path because as a type nine, we see this actually really, um, it's very common for nines to really dive into the Enneagram Mm -hmm. and, or it's either, it's either, or either they're like, I don't want to be put in a box, leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) or, I want to know all the things. And it's because nines have this internal fog Mm. out of all the types. We know ourselves the least because we've merged with everyone else our entire life Ah. and flooded ourselves out. Mm. And so it literally feels like a fog. So if you were to say to me, Oh, Hey, what do you want to do today or tomorrow or the next year or two? It's like, I don't know. What do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. Um, And so by devouring this book that brought so much clarity to my internal world, it was like someone taking, you know, some sort of mechanism to clear the fog away for it just to be haze. And that was so refreshing to go, oh, I can see myself now. And then I can explain myself to Jeff more, or I can show him insights that I couldn't mm-hmm. have never explained myself to him to help him to relate to me even better. And that was so beneficial. Um, mm-hmm. Cause Jeff is more of an open book. Like he knows why he's, you know, dealing with what he's dealing and struggling with what he's struggling. And he can articulate that a lot better than I could. And that's where a lot of the rub would come because I, I didn't know how to, but he wanted that connection. And I, I just didn't know how to go deeper. And so that's how the Enneagram really brought that clarification. And um, then we just started using it with within the church to help people in the church to understand themselves better and their marriages. And it just kind of snowballed from there. That's awesome. And then you went and have done countless trainings and mm-hmm. certified as a coach and, and then started your Enneagram coach, your ministry yes. business, and uh, is reaching hundreds of thousands. Yeah, a million. Yeah we, yeah, we actually have, you know, like on our email list now, almost a million. Wow. Um, so we've had over a million people take our assessment, um, our free assessment at yourintegramcoach.com. And then we have over um, 700 coaches that are either currently taking a course or have been certified through our Become an Enneagram Coach course. And they're out there in 20 different countries 
using an anagram from a gospel centered perspective. So it's been really fun because it's like, we're like building this army of people who mm. are like-minded with the gospel, but they're using a tool of the Enneagram to mm. push back the fall, right. To mm. help bring clarity, help, you know, show people that Christ is the ultimate answer to all of our problems and all of our struggles. And so it's been a real joy to kind of build this. And so we just have products anywhere from the very beginning, like what is the Enneagram, like discovering uh-huh. the Enneagram and then understanding your type all the way. And then we have one for marriages, you know, becoming yes. us and then all the way to becoming a certified Enneagram coach. So it's just been such a choice, not anything I ever <laughs> thought <laughs> expected, dreamed of. And I think that's just God's, you know, he's got such a great sense of humor. Um, (laughs) Well, if for example, a great sense of humor is I grew up with a pretty significant reading disability. Um, Like example, when I was in eighth grade, I was reading at the fourth grade level. That's how far back behind it was. Now, by the time I graduated, I was already caught up. So, you know, it wasn't like a big, big problem over, you know, the course of time, but God Mm -hmm. decided to have me write 10 Enneagram books in the course of 2019. Wow. And I just laugh like, you know, only he would uh-huh. do things like that because that has never been on my bucket list ever. Mm. Um, but he calls us to things that stretches us, that create us to depend on him. And each of the nine types need to depend on him in different ways. Mine is as a nine the thought, I don't matter. My presence doesn't matter. My voice doesn't matter. And he said, oh, it actually does. Let me push mm. you on this. Mm. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. Whereas for other types, that's not an issue at all. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, my voice matters here. Let me tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, but they have their own issues that they need mm. to be stretched on. They need to surrender to. Um, and so it's just kind of funny how God has... Um, well, it's hard and funny all at the same time, mm. how the path that he has had for me is one I love and the one I struggle the most with. Mm. I love that you're saying it from your perspective and then extending it to every single uh, number on the Enneagram. I wanted to read, I want to show you this. Okay. So this is my prayer journal and yeah. inside of my prayer journal, I have one of your posts from Instagram, um, from your Enneagram coach, uh, coach on Instagram, and it was the gospel messages for the six, the type six that you love since I'm an Enneagram six, but it's really for, you know, spouses or loved ones so that they can kind of understand where we're coming from as a six or Mm-hmm. You did it on each type, but I printed it out because I wanted to pray for myself these truths because that's where I tend to struggle. And I think a lot, I mean, I think we all do. We all struggle with, you know, when a thought comes in your head and we've got mm-hmm. to take that thought captive, like you were talking about earlier um, and get that lie out so that, and we've got to put the truth in. And so the m- messages on here, I have it in my little pouch so that I pray that for myself. Mm-hmm. And the one that was like, huge, like if I don't pray any of these, I pray this one is, um, I can confidently trust the Holy spirit over my loud inner committee. And that one just spoke so huge to me because of the lies that that inner committee is feeding to me and all of us, but especially as an Enneagram six and that I can confidently trust him. Like that is, it just hit me where, I needed it most in my heart. So I have mm-hmm. this and I, I want to say you have so many uh, 
excellent, excellent resources for those of us who are just learning about the Enneagram or have uh, know our type and want to go deeper. And so I just, I appreciate y'all so much and all of the things, the resources that you give, you give a free test on your Enneagram You give resources after resources. And so I love that you, um, I love the download I printed off that is um, when you confuse your type, when you miss yes. type. And I yes. love that. And there was one that I was really going to ask you about, but I was going to ask you about each type and how they're dealing with this COVID-19. But mm-hmm. there is an excellent, excellent um, IGTV on Instagram that y'all have. And it is like, it's perfect. So I think I'm going to direct people to that yeah. because that is yep. so yeah, that, that's um, 20 minutes long. So we probably couldn't do that. It's, here. No, we <laughs> couldn't do that here. And it was, it's so good. Cause I'm listening to each one and I'm thinking, yes, this is, this is so helpful. So I'm going to put that in my link in my profile and my Instagram page. So y'all can find that there, but definitely um, go check that out because that is, yeah. And actually, is, so huge. I know that you're going to have this go out this Friday. So yes. we just today, so this is April 14th that we're recording it, Yeah, released our podcast, your Enneagram Coach yeah. podcast. But next week on episode two is actually going to be something very similar to what you're talking about Great. is how are we responding to COVID-19 Fabulous. for each of the nine types. And my husband and I are co-hosting Great. that. And so though the IGTV is just me, and people will really get a lot out of that. It'll be interesting for them to also hear from this next podcast um, that we're going to do on that kind of back and forth together. um, Jeff and I. And Jeff, your husband is an Enneagram six. So that, uh, that is good that we can have the two different perspectives and the perspective of each different type. So I'll definitely put that in the show notes as well. Okay, so I know we're, we're almost out of time, but I wanted to read this quote from you that you had on your blog. And you said, when we demand that our core longings are satisfied by others, we will always be disappointed. We will always be hurt and angry. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you, how do we battle against that? Yeah. Well, I mean, the beautiful thing is, is that God gave us other humans, right? to be in relationship with, to represent our kind of community connection with God. It's to reflect the community of the Trinity, but we're on the side of the fall. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's not working out quite like, you know, it should have. Um, And so what we need to recognize is humans are never designed to fulfill us completely. it's the spring of living water, which is Christ. Jeremiah 2.13 talks about how we have forsaken God, the spring of living water, and have turned. So think of like there's a spring right next to you on the left-hand side. And you, you turn to the right and you decide, oh, I'm going to dig a cistern. It's like a well. And I'm going to, you know, put mortar up and it's going to be awesome. But, oh, wait, it's not a spring. So I have to actually put water in it. And mm-hmm. so then we put water in it. Well, it gets stagnant and stale and gross, actually. Um, but then the verse says, not only have we turned and dug our own cisterns, those cisterns are broken and cannot hold water. So if you have a well that's broke, even if you put water in it, it's never going to fully fill up and, and mm-hmm. satisfied. Wow. And so our, our spouses, 
our family, our teammates, our friends, our careers, whatever you want to put in that category, whatever cistern we have built, will never be able to fully fill us up to satisfy us. Even if they have a hose and they're mm-hmm. trying their best to satisfy us, they can't mm-hmm. because it's broken. And yeah. that's where we have to reorient our heart and our mind and turn back, just keep turning to the left, to the spring. And the spring is fresh, it's free flowing, it's always giving, it's never running dry. You can have as much as you want. And when you drink until you're absolutely filled up and satisfied, then when you turn to the people that are trying to put water into that cistern and they give you, even if it's a thimble of water, you're going to be like, sweet, thanks, because Mm -hmm. you're already satisfied. And that's where we have to keep realizing that it's not wrong that we want certain things from people in the world. The desire is a God-given desire, but when it turns to a demand, when it turns to judgment and then punishment, that is the signal it's an idol. Mm. So when I desire for my husband to let me know that I'm important, that my presence matters, that in itself is not a wrong desire. It's not wrong to want that. But if I'm seeking it only from him and demanding it and judging him for it and then punishing him, that is never going to be a good sign. But if I filled up that God says I'm important, that God says I matter, that God says my voice is important as a type nine, and I drink from there, then when Jeff gives me a little thimble full of water of saying, you really matter, I'm going to be like, that's amazing. Thanks. But if I only look at the cistern and he gives me a thimble, or like I said, a hose, it's ne- he'll never measure up to what I need. And that's where we have to realize these are good desires, but I'm asking it from the wrong source. I need to get it from the real source. Mm. That'll preach, girl. That will mm-hmm. preach. That's mm-hmm. so good. I love the, the visual picture of that. Love mm-hmm. that. I love that. And well, each of the nine types have different mm-hmm. core longings. Mm-hmm. And that's the core longing is the spring that we need to get it from. The type mm-hmm. one wants to know that you are good. The type two wants to know that you are wanted and loved. The type three wants to know that you are loved for simply being you. You don't have to achieve. Type th- uh, four is just to hear that you are loved and seen for exactly who you are, special and unique. The fives want to hear that your needs are not a problem. The type sixes want to hear that you are safe and secure. The type sevens want to hear that you're, uh, you will be taken care of. And then the type eights want to hear that you will not be betrayed. And us nines want to hear that your presence matters. And those are all our core longings. And we're trying to get that from all different places. Again, if it's the cistern, it's not going to work. But if we get that from the source, because Christ has already answered those core longings and what he has done for us. And if we go to that spring for those specific needs, we will transform. Mm. I love that. I think we're going to we're going to wrap that up right there. That that'll preach right there. I love that. So good. So so good. And um I appreciate all that y'all are doing and the work that y'all are doing. I love how you um talked about with your husband and y'all have mm-hmm. a book um also becoming us which is yeah. about marriage and the enneagram which I would love to to dive into. I think that would be so 
so helpful. And I have to say that the one thing more than anything, the Enneagram has helped me is in my relationships with others and with my husband and friendships. I, when you said it gave you a deeper sense of compassion for your husband, kindness, forgiveness, mercy, grace for yourself and for him that Mm -hmm. resonated with me. And I think that resonates with a lot of us that we're so grateful for people like you that are going and giving us all of these tools to use in our hearts as the gospel will change our hearts and um, open our eyes to those motivations, to those longings, and that we would totally go to the Lord with all of those yearnings and longings and only he can satisfy, which uh, I love that about the cistern. That was awesome. Mm. Okay, well, we're going to switch gears and do the last question I have for you uh, is my eat, read, love. It's super fun and super lighthearted. So what are you eating? What are you reading? What do you love in these days, Beth? Yeah, so because of COVID-19, we've been Mm -hmm. obviously eating a lot at home more than we were before. (laughs) Um, And um, I recently took the request of my mainly my son to try to make hibachi rice, you know, like when you go to the hibachi oh, yeah, restaurant yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and I was like, it's not going to work. We've tried fried rice before at home and right. it just doesn't never works. work. Yeah. Well, um, I am a subscriber to, um, America's test kitchen, which is okay. kind of like a consumer report, but for okay. recipes. Okay. And so they give you the best recipe and they've tried it a bazillion times, you know, and yeah. only give you what works best at home. Um, and so I thought, well, we'll try it. And yeah. I did it. Okay. And it was amazing. And so I was like, oh, this is golden. So now, and, and plus we have so much rice, like yeah. we accidentally stocked up too much with rice. Yeah. Not knowing, like we both, Jeff got some and I got some. Um, oh. So Funny. The golden thing is, is now we've got a great dish um, <laughs> that we can do a lot. Do a lot. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the fun new things. I, I just I love it. wanted to attempt yeah. kind of rice because it just doesn't work the same. Right. It doesn't. It never does. So good. But um, so that was a fun win. Okay. Uh, what I'm reading, I'm, um, well, I kind of keep going back and forth, but I would say today, uh-huh. I went back again to a shepherd's look at Psalms 23 oh, and yeah. it's such a great book. Mm. Oh my gosh. It's short, but it is, mm. it is a pastor who was the shepherd in Africa many moons ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just giving an honest look from a real shepherd's perspective of what the Psalm really meant. Mm-hmm. And it just brings my heart to rest. Um, and, and definitely during this COVID season, especially when he gets into kind of the parasites and flies and the, um, the valleys that he walks, it's so encouraging because he's one, always there providing and protecting us. But also when he takes you through the valley, valley to the higher ground, mm-hmm. he's already, the shepherds will have already walked this path before they bring the sheep. So they know mm-hmm. exactly where to take them, even though it feels treacherous to the sheep, they trust the shepherd knows and they follow him. And it's just as such like in this season of He's already gone before us. Mm. He knows the struggle and we can trust him. And it's just, it just really reorients my heart. So that's by W. Uh, Philip Keller. Uh, mm. When a shepherd, uh, shepherds look at Psalms 23. 
Yeah, that's great. That that, that sounds really good to pick up it right is. down during this time for sure. Okay, what are you loving? What am I loving? Um, oh, I can tell you because I'm looking at it right now. I'm loving the leaves on trees. Yes, <laughs> I am such a green fanatic. Um, mm. and just you know, this is such a hard season, but mm. I'm so thankful that God brought it as spring is coming because it you you see the hope of life while we're all kind of struggling with either being cooped in or people are sick or people are dying. And so I just think it's a sweet reminder in such a dark time. Um, so the leaves or just the flowers, the blooming of the spring has just been such an encouragement. Mm, that's good. Okay. Where can people find you? We mentioned it a little yeah. bit, but tell us where we can find yeah. you. So uh, Instagram is your Enneagram coach. Uh, same for Facebook, but I would say most people are on the Instagram um app and then um your enneagramcoach.com there's a free assessment and all of our online resources from newbies all the way to those that want to be a certified coach there's all the great stuff there and for those that are married or in a serious relationship becomingus.com um has um not only free resources for to look at your type and another type together mm. Um, but we also have courses for all 45 couple types. So mm, wow. I'm married to a nine. So, a, I mean, a six, a, a six and a nine together, we have a course for them. Or if you're a nine and a nine, we have a course. So we, we've That's really um, honed in on each of the couple types to let them see what it's like when they struggle, but mm. also the path of growth and hope. Um, so that's at becomingus.com. Okay. Yeah. Then the bookstores with Becoming Us and our journals called the Enneagram Collection, which is a book for each type, a little journal. And you have your podcast launching this yep. week, today. Today. So, and it's called Your Enneagram Coach. Yep. Your Enneagram Coach, the podcast. Okay. Well, I love the introduction. I listened to it yesterday. It was so good. And so I'm excited to hear from you and your husband, Jeff, and all of the things and all the resources that you have for us. And I just appreciate you coming today. This was great. And I loved hearing uh, your story from struggling as a young mom, young wife, and how you have been introduced to the Enneagram and how we can see the gospel uh, infiltrate our hearts. So thank you. This was such a great conversation and an honor for me to chat with Beth. She has so much wisdom and knowledge, and I always love receiving more and more insight into the Enneagram, and so I was eating it up. So I want to ask you, do you know your number? I want to know. No, really, I actually do. (laughs) Go to Instagram or Facebook, and on this episode post, when you see Beth's picture, I want you to type in the comments what your number is. And did you hear my new summer podcast series has been officially announced? I will be bringing experts on to share with us how to be mentally, physically, and most importantly, spiritually healthy in our lives. They will offer insightful yet super practical tips for us to put into action. I feel like I may need a reboot after this past spring. That is for sure. Well, Thanks for joining me today. Remember, we are all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.